What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony Rapp, and I am the executive director of the South Shore Business Improvement District. You're saying to yourself, what is a business improvement district? So a business improvement district exists to make the towns and the district that it serves cleaner, beautiful, safer, and ultimately a better place to work, shop, and live. So I represent the bid located on the South Shore, which includes the towns of Annandale, Eltingville, and Gray Kills. The board got together and we've decided to create a podcast to focus on and highlight the businesses that are members of this bid, as well as all of the events and everything going on the South Shore. And today, for our launching episode, our kickoff, we are proud to be joined by bid board member, as well as uh, bid member at large, Mike Bloomfield, President Geek of Techie Geek. What's up, Brad? At large? At large. Member at large. Well, because you're you're on the board and you're also- no, that's, <laughs> I see where this is going already. So first and foremost, thank you for being on our first episode. I truly appreciate it. We're going to learn and grow and develop new techniques and better ways of getting this stuff out there. But talk a little bit about, I have a lot of questions for you, but let's first talk about you being the driving force on the board of the bid to push this project over the finish line. Why did you think this was such a great way to get bid business out there? As we know, with being recently, we're seeing the improvement of podcast, right? Where we have, I have a podcast as well with you. I have a techie geek podcast and they're saying podcasts are going to revolutionize basically the world, right? That's how people are consuming data. You back, it used to be, you would go and put on your iPad or your iPod, download like your iPod, iPod, download like your world, bro. Remember their show. So you used to be able to download shows, but podcasts have completely changed since then. Now what you're doing with podcast is you're consuming that on YouTube Spotify video, and it's no longer just audio, it's video. And it's a great way to get information out there. I think it's a great way. I thought it was a great way to give big members the opportunity to come and showcase their business, talk in, in, in a conversational, have a, a nice conversation, figure out the best way for them to tell their story that maybe not everyone's comfortable on a camera. You throw a camera in front of me and say, People get tell shook. us about your business. You're like, huh, huh. Right. But now... When you're having a conversation and you're going back and forth, you open up, you get comfortable, you forget the cameras are there, right? Right. Because, again, in a podcast, we're supposed to be conversing. Yes, we have a couple of cameras watching us, but you forget it. You're in the moment Eventually, we feel normal. And then you feel normal. So I thought it was a great way to get people to actually come on in and be like, yeah, this is going to be a good opportunity. And I think it'll be a great way to engage the big members in there, the business owners, the tenants, all of those who have a story to tell. Perfect. So I love that. And I wanted to open with that. But I want to pull back just a little bit and talk a little bit again about the bid, what it is, how it got its formation. And then you actually have a funny story to share with us that I didn't even realize, but I can't wait till we get to it. But so again, a bid is not a, a common term that most people are familiar with. So Currently, there are about 74 business improvement districts in the state of New York, and we were founded in 2015. So in 2015, under the leadership of then-Councilman Vincent Ignizio, the bid was formed, and by formation, there was a huge process that had to take place. All the business owners and property owners had to vote to be a part of it. The legislation had to actually be signed into law by then-Mayor de Blasio, and it, when I say signed into law... The reason for its existence and basically what the bid does is it is a central repository. Think of it as an HOA fee. So anyone who resides within the district, and in our case, it's Anadale, Eltingville, and Gray Kills. So there are over 380 unique businesses 
in those three towns, if you could imagine, just in those three towns. Yeah, it's a huge space. Yeah, huge space. We are actually one of the largest in the city, given the location and that we span three towns, which is interesting in and of itself. Right, because we were utilize the railroad. Correct. So one of the nuances in a formation of a bid is it needs to have a contiguous line, meaning it can't jump around. So the contiguous line we used was the railroad, because in theory, you can jump on the train and go into each of the towns, yeah. and it connects. Uh, so once it was formed and passed legislation and Mayor de Blasio signed it in, basically what happens is all of the business owners and property owners within these towns that are in these districts uh, basically pay into a central pot. The bid is a nonprofit, 501c3. The pot is controlled by the board, which you are a member of. Yep. And basically the funds that go into this right central repository are used for things that aren't typically provided for by the city and other agencies. So for example, yes, sanitation picks up garbage in all the towns. However, what the bid has done is, is purchased 20 trash receptacles that are placed throughout the towns and then we have private sanitation that goes out and services them. So that's an addition. Flower sure. pots. Flower pots. We have flower pots to make the town a little more beautiful. We have weed whacking that goes on. We have mulching that goes on, beautification projects. We recently just had the project in Great Hills where we had a mural painted on the side of the building, again, to beautify the towns. Uh, that's one aspect. And, it, and that mural came out really nice. Came out really nice. They did a great job. So shout out to uh, Chris Penn and Councilman uh, Joe Borelli for funding that. And we'll make sure we put that right here. Yeah, we'll put it right here. So that's one aspect. And then there's security, right? So the bid also is involved with keeping the town secure. So we have uh, our own separate security, our own separate security camera system that not a lot of people know about, but, but there is an internal security camera system that is monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that we then share this information with the local NYPD in times of need when they, something happens. Yeah, burglary. You know, whatever something. the case may be, correct. And then the last component is marketing and events, right? So we do a huge Annadale tree lighting every year, bring out thousands of people to the Santa town. Santa Claus is there. Santa Claus is there. We do a great job with that. We do the holiday lighting in the towns, which makes the towns more beautiful, more appealing. Like when you used to drive back in 18th Avenue in Brooklyn. Exactly. And come go through the avenue and all the lights were over you and everything. We have all that. Looks beautiful. Looks great. People drive through the towns. It makes it more appealing. It makes people want to come. It makes you feel good. Brings back that sense of joy and sense of pride and community. So we have the Annadale tree lighting, which we just discussed, which is an amazing way to bring people to the towns. And the new event that we have, not the new event, but the next event coming up, Mike, which you alluded to is the what? We have Taste of the Towns. Right. So now that's a great event. And that is an event where you get to sample from all the restaurants and locations in the towns of Annadale, well, Eltingville, and Great Kills. This is my type of event. And you get to ride a trolley from town to town. So it's a really cool way yeah. to market. That's and a really fun event. Like everyone likes to come out. It's a good way to sample a number of restaurants, see what's out in the towns. Try places you've never been. Right. And it, it, and again, be able to parking uh, Eltingville. Or right, you could start in any you of the towns, any, right? Any right. of the towns you could start in. And hop on the trolley and go right along. Or you could take the train if you want. Or, or do like you've done and just take your car well, and pull up I, to each restaurant. That's what I do. I, I drive. I make my wife, Nicole, get out. She gets the food, comes back in. We eat and we drive. That's what you do when you have two kids sleeping in the back. <laughs> that's true. That, that's the only way to do it. Uh, so, so again, that might have been a long-winded explanation. But ultimately, all of these things that the bid does and the reason the bid exists is to make the towns safer, cleaner, and more appealing to work, shop, and live. It's and to help the businesses. Right. The help business the improvement district. Right. Help the businesses do things that are outside of their reach, that are not offered by typical city agencies, services that are provided to better both themselves, the area, and improve where we live. And so this, to your point, 
was an example of how we're going to have business leaders come on. Anyone in the bid is going to be welcome to come on to the show. We're going to provide this to them. Again, no cost to the bid members. It's going to be provided to them for free. It'll be promoted across the YouTube channels, on the website. It'll be promoted on all of the South Shore bid socials, as well as the business owners. So like after this, if you'd like it, even though I'm on it, you could have this and you can run this across all of your tech geek channels and right. you'll have Why ownership of it. Right. You could do whatever you wish you, with it. You can run it on threads, X, threads, all X. You're exactly right, Mike. So to your point, it exists to help the businesses and the property owners and the residents of the towns that it serves. And this is just one of those examples. So now that we've gotten a little bit out of the way of what the bid is, and now the general population has heard about it, let's take a deep dive into your business. So tell me the story that you told me a couple of minutes ago outside the studio. All right. So Techie Geek started in 2013. And when we first started, we started in my home. So I've wanted all good things. All good things, right? You got to start somewhere. And now we're inside Eltingville. We are 4218 Amboy Road, right across from Patrizia's, but we rent a nice space there. And, but we started in my home, which is very close to the bid. And it was probably 2015, probably right when you started. Probably right the big, when we started. Right? Or you, if, and if I remember correctly, the big has to start usually as like a merchant association. Correct. And there's phases. So it might have even been yeah, at the that South point. Shore LDC, local it, development. Yeah, it might have even been as that. But there was a website. So being a new business owner, I'm trying to figure out every way to get my name out there. I joined the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm like, oh, and there's an Eltingville big. Or, right. And I go on the website, and there's like a list. Right. And all businesses in the big. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm in Eltingville. <laughs> so I go, and there's like a contact button, get listed or something. Right. And I like, I send an email. Hey, how you doing? Probably more professional, new business owner, started business. Here's the address. Can we get at our website, right. techageek.com? And I will find the email, but the email that came back from you at that point, we did not know each <laughs> right, other we yet. Didn't know each other. Was like, you're not going to bid, can't help you. Thanks for coming by. Like, it was, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm not. I'm, and then I, rem- and I think I even wrote back, what do you mean I'm not in the big? And then actually, when I was told, the big is a very specific point, right? Correct. So in Great Hills, it covers Amboy, Giffords a little, Giffords and around by Nongas, whatever that side block is. That's called. a Brower Court. Brower Court. Eltingville is really pretty much Amboy, Richmond Avenue, and then around by the funeral home. Correct. Whatever that's called. Right. So it goes to Sapori on Richmond all the way up to the YMCA. Yep. And then the other way it goes from what would be considered really the Coptic Church or CVS or Makers, Makeovers, down. That's considered Eltingville. And then in Annadale, Annadale's easy. Cozy, homey little town. It's quick. It's easy. It's all that. And the the little point that juts out by where Jefferson Boulevard. Yes. El Sonio. El Sonio. And the, the, the hair salon back there. And just in that area, there's over 380 businesses. But I didn't know. All I saw was Eltingville. And you're so like, I, I want to publicly apologize to you for not knowing. But now here we are, what is it, eight years later. Now, not only are you a member, you're a bid board member. So clearly, it was an oversight on my part that I so, was so quick to dismiss you. Maybe I'm just trying to get you fired. <laughs> this <laughs> is all, true. it was a whole vindictive. I've been planning eight years in the works. It's hard to get, to get yeah. fired from a volunteer job. That's what I've been <laughs> That's true. But no, and I remember coming back and then realizing, oh, that's what the big is. But even then, like being a new business owner, I, I saw the directory. You go, and I remember driving around and seeing the flags, right? right. That's the other thing on the polls. Yes, really the welcome nice. to each town well, and, and, and each I, shop live. And I believe a number of them are being re, were recently rehung up. Or we're currently are, replacing them, yeah. They're currently being tattered, replaced, but. And, but wanting to be a part of it. So very glad that I was able to now be a part of it, now to help be on the board to help advise, come up with these ideas, right? I truly believe this is going to help the big members. Right? I believe it too, and that's why I'm excited about it. So I think it's the first 
from some of the research we did, I think we may be the first bid doing this, correct? Right. We are, we're pioneers in the space, all because of you. The reality is that, I'll say it on the record, because I have, I'm pretty confident that we are the only business improvement district in the country that has a podcast as a vehicle of media and marketing for its business owners. So hopefully yeah. that's true, because we're going to market well, this and send out press releases to every media outlet to try and get it covered. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, that's it. No, but it is true. Yeah. This, is the, this is the first of its kind. And I think that it's going to be something that'll be copied and not in a bad way, but in a good way right. because people will see that it's a success. But and when things work, it, you do copy that format, right. right? Why do we put lights up in the streets? Yeah. Because it makes the streets feel comfy and warming, right? right? There's a reason Correct. we all do that, right? right? So if this works, of course, other business improvement districts are going to want to try it and they should, because this is a good way. It's going to be a great way to get other business owners in here and to learn about them. I'm excited to be able to tell you in a couple minutes about Techie Geek and right. what we do. So maybe the people who haven't found me or learned about me the other ways, this is just another method, another vehicle where they could learn about me. And it's also something that that a lot of businesses in the bid have heard about or know about, but the reality is they don't have access to it or don't know how to, to do it. So we're going to provide them entree into all of it. The studio is going to be provided to them all the edits, the cuts, so all the dirty work, right? Everything that would make a business owner hesitant, especially the fee, because it's free. Right. So everything, including the price, is going to make this appealing to a business owner who wants to be a part of this because we're going to provide them with everything they need. All they have to do is show up. And, and if I remember correctly, it's even going to also be uh, syndicated on SI Live. Correct. So right. not only are we now just on our big channels, we're also going to be pushing the podcast on SI Live. Right. So now it's just another way to reach that huge audience that they might not have got to otherwise. And who knows? Someone may be looking for Techie Geek, and then in the next episode, if we have, I don't know, Carmen Gaultieri, who owns a couple of restaurants in the bid, you I, may have not realized you were hungry, and you may have clicked on his podcast and ordered from his pizzeria or I, from his restaurant. I think that's restaurant. a great idea for the next one. Maybe Carmen, we'll, maybe great. Call Let's give him a call and get him in here. Good. So we'll make, that, we'll make a note about that. But- Enough about the bid at large, and mm -hmm. I appreciate you doing this intro with me because we're start trying to get it off the ground and make people aware of what we're doing. But now let's get back into you, into Techie Geek. The IT superhero is one of the biggest MSPs on the East Coast. Tell me a little bit about what you do, how you got started, and where we're going. Yeah, so 2013, January 3rd, I remember the date, decided that I wanted to be an accidental entrepreneur, right? We hear that nice. term a yeah. lot. I, I was, I've been in IT, I've done uh, man, product engineering, research and development, and I love computers, I love helping, but, and I was always the guy, right? The guy knows right. somebody, the guy, he knows right. how to fix computers, right. call me. And then I, I had, call Mike, call Mike. Now, years ago, everything was break fix, right? That's when everyone had a guy, call right. the guy, it breaks, fix it. That the industry was changing, and I saw this reading articles, different things, that it was moving to this term, MSP, managed service provider. No one cares what MSP it is. Took, we've been friends very long time now and very close friends, and I still, you had to explain what MSP was yeah. to me. Like Most two people weeks ago. have no clue what MSP is. However, basically the difference is break fix is very reactive. Right. MSP is very proactive. We basically become your outsourced IT company, and we handle more than just keeping the computers running. It's the security aspect, right? right. That's really the true important thing to a business is keeping their data safe. Correct. Five years ago, you used to turn on the news. No matter which 24-hour news you watch, you would never see a hacker or a right. ransomware attack or a company being breached. And that wasn't the thing, right? But listen, no, we all had Norton 365. We all had McAfee. So we were all right. doing the right thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were all doing the right thing. But now, over the last couple of years, you turn on the news. I don't care which news station you watch. Every day. Under Armour, Yahoo, SolarWinds. Locally. A lot of things, Locally yeah. that we're not going to discuss. But you, it, 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 in the mainstream news, hackers have turned – it is a business. Right. And our job is to protect it. So, again, no one knows what MSP is, but it's very proactive. Right. And at TechGeek, we've decided to try to take it more fun because – when you're selling yourself, when I'm selling my business, I'm selling myself as well and, and the company. They don't care what MSP is. They don't right. care about the 50 bullets about technical stuff. Clients are coming to me because they have a problem they want me to solve. Correct. So I could summarize that really easy. We're the IT superheroes of cybersecurity. So that's we, the tagline. That's the tagline. So we brand ourselves of the IT superheroes. Um, all of our tr- our cards are actually trading cards. All of our that's so very cool. We're fourteen employees currently. Every one of us has like our alter ego side, which is us, with right. our phone number. You flip the card around, which looks like a trading card, and then you have your superhero. I'm Techie Man. My wife is Techie Mom. We have Wonder Geek. We have the Cable Guy, and you have your mascot. We have our mascot Troubleshoot. Troubleshoot. We have, and so we've fallen this brand. Everything we do is into this brand. And it's a good way to sell, right? If I have a conversation with someone, they're like, what do you do? We're the IT superheroes of cybersecurity. We help to protect your business. We help to keep you secure, make you productive, and keep your computers running and business continuity in the event of disaster. It's now- That's the elevator pitch. Right, and it's it's quick and easy. It's all about branding, and we've done that. So we are, on Staten Island, absolutely the biggest MSP. We recently were awarded the MSP 501 by Channel Futures. Okay. Um, we were number 163 out of the top 501 MSPs globally. Globally. Yeah. So wow. that's, a, that's a huge accomplishment. That's well, congratulations. A, thank you. Yeah. So that's a huge accomplishment. And when you start to get to some of the higher numbers, especially like the mid hundreds, low hundreds, and, and sing double digits, you're getting to a lot of franchises. Right. So to be... We are not a franchise. This is all. I was going to ask that question. But I'm glad right. you brought it up. So, so people come to me and they're like, oh, my God, this is great. How did you get into this franchise? I'm like, I'm doing something right with my marketing and branding. Right. And the one thing we both know and hopefully others learn, there is a very big difference between marketing and branding. You right. have to do both. Right. And I do a very good job branding, which is why people think we're a franchise. Because you're in all the right places and you're doing all the right things and you're at all the right events and you support all the right Well, maybe too many. Yeah. But, but one of the things that's most interesting, and this is just – going back to what you said about you're seeing this every day on the news, which is correct, but you're more like the insurance policy. Yeah. And guys like me, just think in, in the real world, you never really take it until you feel you need it. So one of the things that I think is changing and doing large part because of what you're doing is that companies large and small are starting to realize that it's better to just call you, get an evaluation, see how you can help them before they call you and say, listen, I'm a doctor and I've lost all my patient records and all of my files have been hacked right. and now I'm in a bad spot. What do I do? Right. So how do you talk to people who are, the, like I just said, who are thinking, ah, well, I don't need it? With this one, the government is helping. So what's happening is- Government never helps anyone. I know. And, and look, of course, I'm going to say it's helping. It's going to be how you look right. at it. Yeah. I'm saying it's helping because it's helping to bring business to us. Correct. Because, but in the end, it's really helping the consumer. So how is it helping the consumer? The government is stepping in and putting some compliance regulations in place. So, and we hear the term regulations and people- You get scared. No, but this is to protect. But it's to protect, right? You look at, so healthcare has HIPAA. HIPAA has is a whole wide range of policies, right? right? 
you can't tell me about someone else's medical records. You, you're not supposed to be able to look at the book and see who else was at Correct. this waiting room before me. And there's a whole section on digital, right? Because all medical records are now digital, right? right? If they're watching your PSA level and all of a sudden lose all your records and now don't know what your PSA level is, how are they? That, right. could, that could be the difference between life and death, right? right? So there's policies in place about cyber secu um, security, business continuity, data backup, and protecting that. Well, a lot of small businesses and medium business and even enterprises weren't right. doing the right thing. So now the governments have come in. New York has the NY Shield Act. New Jersey is now implementing their version of that. California, and you're starting to see New York DFS, the Department of Finance, has put okay. into place. So what you're seeing is more agencies this year throughout the whole United States. The first federal one came, okay. FTC safeguards. So that affects anyone that kind of money, car leasing companies. Makes sense. CPAs. They're, again, yes, it's regulation. I know it's scary and it's compliance, but it's to protect the consumer. It's to protect us. When you go to your accountant, aren't you expecting your social security number to be, to be safe? safe? Yeah. Your data? And I could tell you it's not always that way. I'm sure. I Listen, you've opened my eyes and now I understand. Right. And, and you want insurance before. Correct. You get a car accident, you don't right. have insurance, they go. And it's double the price to fix it and it's a mess to get out of it. Oh, yeah, and, and when it comes to this, some most of the time if you don't have the policies in place, the protections in place, you're not getting out of it. Right. It's just, it is what it is. It's the, the statistics are, and that's the really scary part, is like more than 74% of businesses that have a data disaster and have no form of business continuity in place close down within six months. Wow. Do you want to be that business that closes down because you're saying it's not going to happen to me? Right. And I get a lot of, oh, you're just trying to scare. You're selling scare. And that is not trying to sell right. by scare tactics. I'm trying to educate. You don't want to go with me. You don't have to go with me. Absolutely. Go with someone else. But you need to understand. You have to understand. The ramifications right. of not of doing, doing anything. You need to protect beforehand. Right. And so that's how we sell. We do a lot of cybersecurity risk assessments. That's your starting point, right? right? When you go to a doctor, they don't just go and say, look at you, go, oh, Anthony, yeah. here's some medicine. What do they do? They take blood work, they do a panel, they evaluate you. No difference. Cybersecurity risk assessment allows us to work with the business, come in and then sit with them and say, hey, here's what we found. Right. Here's what we need to do to fix it. Here's how, like and do? here's how we're going to maintain it. Then you always get the question, okay, can we just fix it now and then right. check on it once a year? Yeah. No, that's like... The hacker could be in your environment for five months without you knowing. Right. And when it comes to cybersecurity, it's basically it's 24-7. It's that continuous monitoring. Any real compliance framework is analyzed. you got to implement, and then it's monitored. And it's a circle. It's a continuous and circle. And it just keeps going around. So now what you're talking about is great, but if you're listening or watching and you're a smaller business, it sounds like this isn't for me. But you have multiple clients. You have multiple packages, multiple ways in which to enroll, if that's the right term, in your services such that it isn't just for hospitals, lawyers, and doctors. You have packages and programs for a deli, for a an accountant, for a three-person shop that's yeah. working. So you're, it, all your services are able to be utilized by companies of all sizes, correct? Correct. Yeah. If you're a one-person company, it, your, your cost to entry might not be there, but we have a couple of clients who realize the value right. and realize, hey, I'm willing to pay the little extra premium for him because there is a minimum kind of entry point. Got it. But, but yeah, there's different plans and offerings out there. And in reality, if you're looking to grow your business, especially if you're starting your business, it's easier to do this from the ground up. It's easier to implement, it's, you scale, scale with scale. them and right. scale you as grow, you with grow them. Together. 
rather than them coming, do things broken and at risk and then right. broke. And yeah, absolutely. We do this for businesses of all sizes. Yes. Not every business, unfortunately, is able to afford us. It's just the case of how oh, it is. That's we, uh, we try our best. We do a lot of work with nonprofits. And with the nonprofits, we give back 20% of all of the monthly income for that client is donated back to them. Okay. So if let's just so the nonprofits essentially investing in themselves almost. Yeah, we want to support the mission of all our clients. Right. So if so, let's say you're at two thousand dollars a month. Let's just say. Right. You're a bigger nonprofit. You're two thousand a month. Right back is four hundred dollars. Twenty percent every month goes right back into your mission. That's great. Four eight hundred dollars a year that we're donating. Right. Plus, we're also donating more, right? You're having a fundraiser. You have to, um, you're always giving back. Well, that's why your branding and marketing work so effectively because the brand, the logo, the the troubleshoot, your mascot, he's everywhere. So that goes without saying. So that's just a few things that you do. But where can people who are watching and listening, where can they find out more? How can they follow you? Where can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so techageek.com if you want to go to our website. But definitely follow us on social. Our our handle is always at techageek.com. We're on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Threads, X. We're on everything. We sign up for our, our email newsletter. The thing with our social media is we try to educate. So, yes, we're always going to be, you might get that salesy one, but it's not very salesy. We want to educate the end user. We try to make it in a fun and a lighthearted way, right? right. There was a, if you go on our TikTok, uh, I'll get you the link. There was a TikTok video two weeks ago of me dressed as Doc Brown from Back to the Future. That was a good one. And it's just telling a fun story, but in a fun way, right? Right. That's what people want. So follow us on social media. You'll probably have a laugh. You'll probably get to watch a video, too, of me falling off my chair. That also happens. Or falling in the driveway. Falling in the driveway. And that goes on the, again, we like to have fun. So social media at TechAGeek, website's techageek.com. And if you're old-fashioned and want to call us, it's uh, 347-761-7000. You got to think of the number. Who calls the number? Some people call. I was thinking, so again, for branding, I have multiple numbers. Right, correct. So I have our main number for our IT business, but the number I just gave you is our- Lead gen. Is our lead gen that actually, because we only do business IT. Correct. However, we also do home theaters, television, security cameras, access control for consumers. So that number I gave you is the entry level. Hey, are you a consumer Got it. or you're a business? To make sure they get into the right spot. Perfect. Doing things right. Mike, I want to thank you for being here with us. I want everyone to, again, follow and look up Mike on all of his social networks. Again, this was our debut podcast for the South Shore Bid, the Bid Binit or the Bid Biz. We're going to talk about what the title's going to be. We're still working on the We're still working on the title. I think Big Buzz. I like I it. I like Bid Buzz, Story of the South Shore. Maybe we'll go with that. There we go. Bid Buzz, Story of the South Shore. We want to encourage you to all follow Mike, but of course we all want you to follow us at the South Shore Bid. Visit us at southshorebid.org on the web or follow us. All our social handles are at South Shore Bid. And thank you, Mike Bloomfield. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap.